The IBM Cloud Podcast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Podcast. We're your host from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. My name is Ian Lynch. And this is Steve Shokat. And today we have as our guest, Bradley Knapp. Now, you may remember we had Bradley talk to us, oh gosh, it was probably last fall. Uh, Bradley's an offering manager with the IBM Cloud team. Hey Bradley, welcome back. Ah, thanks for having me guys, glad to be here. So Bradley, we always joke about I get the difficult ones and Steve gets the easy ones, but Steve, we've had Bradley on the show before, so today we're going to make them all really difficult. Yeah. Why not? So Bradley, yes, as Steve says, welcome to the show. So we're here today to talk a little bit about SAP. Um, and so we, you had us on the show, when we had you on the show the last time, Bradley, it was kind of a mind opener for me. I kind of look at SAP in a different way. Um, not what I thought I'd be able to run a workload like that before. Didn't realize it'd be running on IBM Cloud, and now it's something that you can't actually do. Um, but what kind of one thing that kind of was a little bit of a gray area for me that I wanted to touch on today is that is why would I actually need an SAP environment, or why would I choose to have SAP running as I have it today, and then make a shift towards IBM Cloud or even a cloud environment? Sure, that's a great question. So, so SAP is, without a doubt, one of the largest software companies in the world. Uh, their products run the gamut of kind of every enterprise back-end piece of software you can imagine. So what they're probably most famous for is going to be their, their ERP, their Enterprise Resource Planning Suite. Um, but you know, beyond just the ERP, SAP has hundreds of software products, many of which are tailored to specific industries. They've got you know, SAP for retail, SAP for banking and finance, SAP for uh, industry and manufacturing. Uh, so they've got lots of products that fit within each of those uh, kind of vertical markets. And then SAP has also been on a, 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 a bit of an acquisition spree over the last few years. Uh, they've gone out and they've acquired Ariba, they've acquired uh, Concur, um, and uh, let's see, Sybase, uh, they've acquired Sybase. So they've acquired lots of other uh, software properties. So even if you don't necessarily see the, you know, powered by SAP banner or logo on a piece of software, it might be an SAP property anyway. But uh, in the world of ERP, they're definitely the, the biggest player, uh, particularly for, you know, the Fortune 500, Fortune 2000, Fortune 5000 market. Uh, they own the vast bulk of the market share. Uh, in that particular uh, uh, subset, I guess you will. So uh, it certainly then would make sense as to why you would want to jump on the SAP bandwagon. It sounds like they're everywhere, and that makes sense. Um, how, now, so now I've made a decision. I'm going to move my SAP or some pieces of my SAP out to the cloud. How do I figure out how, how to size that kind of thing? It sounds okay. like it's a big effort. Uh, it is definitely a big effort. There's no doubt about that. So, you know, once you've made the decision that you're going to you're going to move out to the cloud, right? So, maybe you're just going to start with a DR environment in the cloud, or maybe you're going to do a uh, a new implementation, new software implementation. And so, rather than going out and buying a bunch of hardware and running it on premise, you want to put it out in the cloud. Um, lots of different reasons that you would do it. But once you've done that, you you have to go through a sizing exercise. And so if you're going to move something that you already have, so you've got an on-premise environment that you're going to move out to the cloud, SAP makes a tool called the Quick Sizer. 
that you run that tool within your environment and it goes out and it analyzes all of your existing databases, all of the different application servers that you may have running it. It just kind of looks at your entire landscape and it's gonna give you a report. And then you can take that report and you can say, okay, based on this report, I need four, ser four, four servers of this spec and three servers of this spec and two servers of this spec. And then uh, if it's a HANA system, I'm gonna need a, a HANA database of uh, that's got this, this, you know, X much memory in it, one terabyte, two terabytes, whatever. And so you take that report and then uh, you can go through and you can actually start sizing out your cloud environment, right? So for HANA, uh, the report's going to tell you how much RAM you need, and, and we kind of take care of everything else for you. On the uh, on the application server side, on the NetWeaver side, the report is going to give you uh, SAPs, which is an SAP uh, benchmark, and it's going to tell you how many SAPs you need for all of these other kinds of uh, applications and app servers. You know, this this app server requires 6,000 SAPs, or this app server requires 8,000 SAPs kind of so on and so forth. And then you take those SAPS numbers and you do a little bit of math. Uh, hopefully you're working with some sort of an implementation partner that can do that math for you. And you size your cloud environment. You can say, all right, well, I, I've got, you know, 100,000 SAPS worth of production application servers. I'm gonna break that up into five physical servers running VMware. And then you just do your calculations and get it all uh, split out. And IBM, uh, particularly within our services group, has tremendous expertise in helping you uh, helping you figure out, all right, based on this quick sizer, uh, we can tell you what your architecture needs to look like. We can tell you what kind of servers you need, what VM sizes you need, how to network it all together. We can help you figure out what your backup strategy is going to be. We can help you figure out what your uh, data retention and then also all of those human factors, who has access to it? How do they have access? Uh, how do you connect it back into your corporate network? All those good things. So that kind of leads probably into my next question around optimization, Bradley, because you, you did say at the beginning when you answered Steve, you said that, sure, there's no doubt it is something difficult to do. And then you said that, sure, IBM help you, they give you these tools, you can size the environment, figure out your budgets, and then we can help you connect everything back in, whether it's into your back-end systems or it's the human interaction with it. But what exactly are we doing in that space? So like I move my workload to IBM Cloud, then what can I, uh, surely along the way, I'm gonna continue to be able to optimize and save and continuously save as my workload expands, right? Well, you yes, you always get to optimize and save, but I would argue what's even more important than optimizing and saving when you move out into the cloud is that you know the seemingly limitless flexibility, the ability to add and innovate. So while you can optimize and save, I would say what you really wanna do is you wanna say, okay, well, what additional features do I want? What additional customizations? How can I take all of this data that I'm already warehousing and start doing more with it? How can I actually use that data to gain insights? You know, an SAP database is a is a it's a it's a big database, right? It's an ERP database. It's the core of your business, the crux of your business. And so, when you compare it to a uh, a data lake, you know, you're you're looking very similar. So you've got all of this data. Well, what if you want to implement a new? Uh, uh, you know, you want to implement Fiori, right? You guys want a new uh, a Fiori instance, so so a, a nice uh, analytics engine using 
your existing environment, you can add in a couple of additional uh, additional servers and spin up and then start customizing that Fiori instance to really start driving the business information that you need. Or let's say that you've got a ton of transactional information on your supply chain and you want to start feeding that into uh, Watson Data Insights and say, okay, this is all of the data that we're bringing in. Let's start feeding the AI tool and have it start making suggestions on how we can uh, maybe optimize some things in our supply chain uh, that we've never even thought about before. But by integrating in with Watson, you can actually start doing all of that. Uh, one of my colleagues over in um, IBM Services actually published a blog with me about three weeks ago talking uh, kind of briefly about all of the different kinds of services uh, that IBM Services offers as far as helping you uh, optimize your applications and implement new applications and take that data that, you're, that you've already got and actually start using it in a way that's going to help you save money, not just on the ERP system, but how does it help your company save money? How does it help you drive innovation and drive optimization outside of IT in your actual daily business processes? So continuing on then broadly with terms of customization, if I was running a multi-cloud or even multi-vendor cloud, is it still possible to do all these great things? Uh, sure, sure. I mean, it's obviously going to be easier uh, to do all of these great things if you reside within IBM Cloud, particularly all of the Watson pieces, right? Because remember, Watson is native to IBM Cloud. We are the cloud for business. So connecting your uh, ERP database into Watson is just a, it's really just a matter of uh, sending that data across our global private network from one part of the data center into another part of the data center. Uh, you can always spin up a, uh, you know, a HANA cloud connector or something like that in order to bridge the gap between two cloud providers or you know, if you want to set up a, a cloud exchange or a direct link connection or, or any of those other technologies. But I would argue that really, uh, you know, if you want to be in the cloud for business, IBM Cloud is the one that you should be picking. So I'm going to ask that competitive question here. Um, you've already told us that, that IBM Cloud makes sense because that's you got Watson as a native there. And so go ahead and put all your pieces together, both the, the SAP workload and be able to feed the output of it into Watson and get all kinds of wonderful insights. But let me ask you another question. So, so we talked about, and we were going to title this thing about on a budget. So, you know, run your workloads in the cloud on a budget. So if I'm a really small company, why would I choose say, uh, well, I'm, I'm, at the big level, why would I choose IBM cloud? But why would I choose like a small bare metal server versus some sort of small virtual environment uh, that I could run this on? And that's a great question. Uh, and the answer comes in a couple of pieces. Uh, the first one is more of a general cloud design philosophy that I want to touch on really quickly. Uh, like you guys said, I'm the, I'm the offering manager for IBM Cloud for SAP. So I actually get to design all of these things and figure out our roadmap and, and figure out where we're going to go next and what we're going to do. And so one of my uh, guiding design philosophies is that everything that we build and deploy is designed to support the very largest of enterprises, right? We build everything and design everything that we put out to support the Fortune 50. It is enterprise grade, it is enterprise class, and it is enterprise quality. That's from the actual infrastructure itself to the security, to the availability, to the performance. 
And so because that is our guiding design philosophy, that's true for everything that we put out the door, not just the big Mondo 8 terabyte HANA servers. You know, that goes all the way down to the small dual socket HANA servers that we make available with, you know, relatively very small amounts of RAM. Uh, the smallest production certified HANA server we sell today is a dual socket server that only has 192 gigs of RAM in it. And so every company, every customer gets to take advantage of all of those enterprise built, enterprise grade solutions, even if they don't have a big Mondo budget and they aren't going to run a, a you know, 6TB or an 8TB HANA database. We make all of the same solutions available to all of our customers. And so if you are a small customer and you're looking at a, you know, a 512 gig HANA database, this is your first big foray into SAP, uh, we have a we have a bare metal server solution that is designed very specifically for you, because we know that those OLAP and OLTP databases run better on bare metal. We know that they're more secure. We know that you aren't uh, exposing yourself to security vulnerabilities and hypervisor crashes and all those kinds of things. We want to design this thing to be as powerful as possible, as resilient as possible, and also as secure as possible. So that's. That's kind of the the overarching design philosophy, and then very specifically about running uh, running it on a budget and optimizing that environment. Uh, there are lots of things that we do on the back end to help you uh, run on a budget, help you optimize. You know, kind of the first and, and most important one, and I love talking about this because our customers love it so much, is that global private network that we offer. So as long as your data is transiting across our global private network, we don't ever charge for it. If you look at our competition and you look at moving big data sets around from uh, region to region or from on-prem to off-prem or from the cloud back on-prem again, uh, our competition is going to hit you on the transit for data out as long as you transit across our private network. So you've got some sort of a connection into a POP or a data center that ties you into that private network, we aren't ever going to charge you for it. That's one of many examples of how we help optimize um, a very large enterprise grade solution to help the smaller customers out. So Bradley, this sounds like such a mammoth task to move it across, or maybe not a mammoth task to move it across, but it's definitely a huge workload that it needs to run on to get it up and running, to get it going. So my question is, is this something the way IBM Cloud currently offer, I guess, a free tier or a way of getting out to test drive it, is this something possible you can do as well for the SAP offering? So we don't offer a free tier. Um, what we do offer is, um, uh, what we ask is that uh, if, if you're interested in doing an SAP migration, you're interested in doing a, maybe a brand new implementation or something like that, uh, that you work with our colleagues over at IBM Services. IBM Services has the ability to go out and help you design that implementation. They can help you get POCs up and running. They can help you apply for uh, some credits and things like that to offset development costs so that as you're evaluating our environment and you're comparing it back against uh, back against other options, you aren't going to pay through the nose for it. And so while there's not a, a free tier per se where you can just sign up online and get a free tier, as long as you're working with a uh, with IBM services or with any of our uh, cloud technology partners, they all have the ability to help you offset all of those costs while you're in kind of that design and proof of concept phase. That's kind of nice. 
Oh, well, Bradley, good information, I guess. Um, normally, we'd ask everyone um, that comes on the show, so where can I find out some more information? But that's obviously the way to go if you want to find out some more for SAP. Contact someone within our services team, right? Uh, you can contact somebody within your services team. If you don't know anybody within IBM services and you'd like uh, like us to reach out and get with you, you can always check out the uh, IBM Cloud for SAP portal. Uh, we've got a bunch of different buttons on that portal. Put me in contact with somebody for managed cloud, for infrastructure, for implementation services. We've also got a link to our uh, implementation partners beyond IBM services. So third-party companies that do implementations on IBM cloud, those are also available on that portal. So yeah, I would absolutely uh, go check it out, read about our features, our flexibility, and find some help, find some folks who can help you uh, plan those next steps. Awesome, thank you, Bradley. Bradley, thank you so much for being on the show today from informing us about SAP and all the greatest stuff that's going on around and with IBM Cloud at the moment. All right, my pleasure. Glad to be here, guys. And guys, myself and Steve, thanks for joining in. See you next time on the IBM Cloud Podcast. Bye.